My cruel daughter shreds letters from dead mother, so I disown her. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. I, 51-year-old male, have three children. One boy, one girl, and one child is gender neutral. My son, Eric, 22, is the oldest. Ava, 20, is the middle child. And Charlie, 17, is my youngest. Now, sadly, when the children were all young, 11, 9, and 6, their mother, my wife, passed away in a car accident. And I've been raising them by myself ever since, as I've chosen to never remarry, since my wife was and is the love of my life. I'll say I'm definitely not a perfect father, but I've done the best I could to raise my children. Now, Eva has always been a bit more wild than her other siblings, even before her mother's passing. I've tried everything ranging from having sit-down talks with her to putting her in therapy, as well as taking parenting classes and reading books to see what I could possibly do to help. Therapy did seem to help a little bit, but she decided to stop going after she turned 18. Now, let me tell you the story as to why I'm here. Now, my daughter Ava still lives with me and Charlie as she goes to school, and has definitely been home more due to the pandemic, but has started to go out more now that they're letting up on some of the regulations. Now, I was out getting dinner with an old high school buddy of mine when I get a panicked call from my son who had been at my house hanging out with his siblings. To summarize what he told me, he got into an argument with Ava and Charlie sided with him. Ava became very volatile and even called Charlie a slur, which is a big no from me. So I headed home and tried to calm everything down. I told Ava that I didn't care what they had been arguing about and that she wasn't allowed to disrespect Charlie or Eric like that. Me and Ava now ended up being the ones to start arguing, but I soon shut it down when I realized it wasn't going to help. I forced her to apologize and took away her car privileges until she learns to respect her siblings, and I thought that was the end of it. Well, next morning after work, I ended up coming home and finding scraps of paper all over. At first, I didn't get it, but then soon found out that she cut up about half a dozen letters her mother had written me when I was much younger. I was livid. I know it was her because I have a couple of cameras in my house. I just walked into her room and told her to get out. She was smug and rolled her eyes, but then I yelled, get the F out of my house, and she realized I was serious. She was crying and screaming, but I had felt sort of numb at that point, and she left with a friend of hers. But now, I feel like this was too harsh, but I want to stand my ground. Am I the jerk for this? I think your reaction in this situation is perfectly natural. I would have been absolutely furious as well. What your daughter did was unforgivable. Those are some of the last memories you have of your dead wife. For her to tear them up like that is just heartless. I don't blame you at all for acting the way you did. Now, that being said, she is a young girl and she probably can't support herself on her own at this point. I'm sure you're worried for her and want to know that she's doing okay. I honestly don't know what kind of punishment would fit this, but I would hope that you guys can sit down and work things out to a point where she can at least come home. I'm sure you don't want to be worrying about her out on her own. Entitled mother wants me to wake up at 6am so I can drive her kid to school for her. This happened a few years ago, but still irritates the heck out of me. My child attended a private school about 45 minutes from my town. 
Since there was no bus or public transportation, the school provided a list of parrot names and numbers so people can create their own carpools if they wanted. I worked halfway between my hometown and the school, and for the previous years, I had offered to drive every morning and pick up every Friday afternoon, if the other three parents in the carpool could divide the four afternoon picking up between them. This had worked great for two years, and I didn't mind doing five mornings a week and my half-day Friday afternoon, as long as the other three made managed to get my child back to our hometown the other four afternoons. Since the three students I was driving graduated the previous year, I made my offer available to incoming freshman parents under the same agreement. Three new families took me up on it. We met at a parking lot in our town each morning at 6.30am so I could get the children to school by 7.15 for a 7.30 start. After about two weeks of driving daily, I had the following conversation by text, which was grouped with the other members of the carpool. Hi, just checking in to see how things are going. So far so good. The reason I'm calling is my daughter really likes to get to school at least 30 to 45 minutes before start time in order to talk to her friends. So I spoke to the other parents in the carpool and we all agreed to start meeting at 6am so all the kids can arrive at school earlier. Sorry, but I'm really not going to wake up and get out 45 minutes early so your child can socialize before school. But the rest of us agreed that we can meet earlier. Yeah, we can make that work. Well, that's nice. But since I'm the one that drives every morning and must shower and get ready for work before meeting, while both of you just drop your kids off in sweats and slippers, I'm not willing to change my schedule. That seems very selfish of you. My daughter says she's stressed out each day because she only has 15 minutes to get to homeroom and never has time to get a coffee or a donut. The other parents agree with me that earlier is better. I don't know why you're being difficult. Silence from the other two families. Allow me to be clear. This is never going to happen as long as I'm driving. I don't think you should have complete control of everyone's schedule simply because you're willing to drive every morning. Well, since you all agreed, I suggest the other three of you figure out a way to get your children to and from school between you. I'll be arranging to get my child home on my own going forward. I never spoke to anyone in the carpool group again, and have often wondered if the other parents were ticked off or embarrassed that one person screwed up a good thing for them, or if they all really agreed that I should wake up earlier and thought I was being selfish for for wanting my beauty sleep. Am I the jerk? They shouldn't be agreeing on stuff like that when you're the one that has to drive. You're kind of the anchor of this whole situation here. It's pretty ballsy to just assume that you're going to be okay with this. I'm totally with you. You already have to get up ridiculously early. You're not going to want to get up 45 minutes earlier just so her kid can socialize for a bit. There's plenty of time and ways to socialize. It doesn't need to be at 6 o'clock in the morning. Lady, I'm wearing a suit and tie. What makes you think I work here at Costco? I was the owner of a computer repair shop slash IT consulting firm and had a fairly busy day. I had a three-hour meeting and site evaluation in the morning for a new contract. Then I had to pick up ingredients from Costco, especially since a few people who tried my family recipe for pasta sauce talked me into making it for 150 attendees of a charity event, and I was rushing as quickly as I can since I need to simmer the sauce for two hours. Dinner started in four hours. My Italian grandma's cooking made me hate ready-to-cook pasta sauce, and I didn't want to be let down by reheating Prego. My map was fairly linear. Client's office, Costco, my house, potluck. Since that particular Costco has long lines no matter when I go, I decided to kill two birds with one stone and get my groceries as well. 
Also, since the charity was more formal and time wasn't on my side, I didn't bother to change out of my suit, but I also made the mistake of jamming out in the aisles with a $250 set of Sennheiser Bluetooth headphones. As I pushed a fully loaded cart down the aisle and stepped away for a moment, an older lady starts snatching stuff from my cart, and before I can even react, she yanked my headphones off. You're on the clock! What the heck are you doing with these? Now, just a bit of a side note, I'm in IT, so I'm used to dealing with clueless people in a professional manner, but some people can still catch me off guard every once in a while, especially when I'm off the clock. After gathering myself a bit, I replied, I, um... When was the last time you saw a stock clerk in a suit and tie? I don't work here. Well, you could be a supervisor of this store. I don't know. It's still very unprofessional of you to have headphones on during business hours. But ma'am, I don't work here though. Even if I did, it's not your decision. Now please, give me my headphones back. Thinking on my feet and not wanting to waste time getting the store manager involved, I then pulled out one of my business cards that states that I'm the owner of my company. Then I replied in a sarcastically complacent tone of voice and said, Okay, here, let me give you the owner's business card and you can call him. Now, most intelligent people would have taken the hint and seen that it's not Costco, but then she whips out her $10 flip phone and starts dialing. I prep by turning my phone's ringer all the way up. My phone starts ringing. I purposely wait 10 seconds while shoving my caller ID screen in her face and ensuring that she sees the caller ID coming from her phone. Then I pick up and say, thank you for calling my company. Can the fellow Costco customer have his headphones and tomato sauce you took from his cart back? She then angrily shoves my headphones back in my hands and tosses the tomato sauce back in a way that manages to break one of the cans open, then storms off. Jerks just can't accept when they're wrong. This lady's judgment was off from beginning to end. Your first words to her explained everything. When have you ever seen a stock clerk in a suit and tie? I don't understand why people just assume that the person next to them works where they are. There are other customers in the store too, believe it or not. Then our poster hands her the card and she still doesn't clue in. Like, come on, lady. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Entitled old woman insists that she should be able to buy my service dog, so I went for a nice day out with my mother and boyfriend. 
this was last year. Anyway, so we were strolling about at some beautiful gardens and my partner went to the bathroom. Some old lady who could barely walk approached me and my service dog. She started petting him, ignoring the fact that it said, do not touch working dog on his harness. So she gets into conversation with me about my dog and starts asking some really weird questions. What do you feed him? How much? Does he toilet in the house? Does he chew up furniture? And things like that. Stuff you would ask someone if you wanted to buy their dog. I only answered a few of the questions and told her what service he does for me. At the end of the conversation, she goes, I wish I had him. He would make an old woman like me so happy. Since I lost my father, I've been so lonely. Would you ever consider selling him? I was like, heck no. I've been with this dog for seven years and I love him with all my heart. My boyfriend came out of the bathroom and we walked off. I thought that was all. Nope. I see a post on the Facebook page of the place we went and it said something like, My mother and father went here yesterday and came across a beautiful dog. She says he's golden in color and personality. Pointed ears kind of looked like a German Shepherd mix. The young woman crudely walked away from my mother before she had the chance to exchange details. My mother is offering money for the dog. She said she's fallen in love with the dog. Can anyone help her please? So I saw that and I flipped. A woman was setting me up to be robbed of a creature I love more than anything else in my life. I ended up reporting it to the police and the gardens. I still think about it to this day and I keep a close eye on my dog in case there's any jerks around. How are you going to see someone at the park with their dog and just assume that they're going to be willing to sell it to you? Especially when it's a service dog. That dog plays a very important role in its owner's life. Even if it weren't a service dog. No way am I selling you my dog just because you like him. You think you like him? Imagine how I feel about him. I took my niece on a vacation to Japan and apparently that makes me a jerk. I, 33-year-old female, have a niece, Emma, 14-year-old female, from my late brother, Leo. Her mother, Nancy, 38, remarried three years ago and has a stepdaughter, Kay, who's also 14. I'm not rich, but I'm doing quite well financially. As Emma's only living paternal relative, I've set aside money to take care of her. This is mostly in the form of paying for Emma's violin and language lessons, something Leo started. Nancy works, but can't afford these lessons on her own. Her husband also works, but he has to pay child support for Kay's half-siblings, from the marriage prior to Kay's mother, so I don't expect much from him. I never really bought Emma expensive gifts, as I know that will create resentment with Kay. For birthdays and Christmas, I usually give books and school-related stuff. Boring, I know, but Emma is studious and she loves them. However, this summer, as a reward for making the highest honor roll at her school, I decided to take Emma on a vacation with me to Japan. My workplace sent me over there for some QC, and then I took vacation time after. Emma stayed with me, and my assistant took care of her when I was busy. It was a great two weeks. We returned home happy with plenty of souvenirs for Emma's family. A couple days ago, Emma called me, very upset. Every summer, her family goes on a trip together for a week or so. 
This summer, however, Nancy and her husband decided not to go and used the money set aside for the trip to redecorate Kay's room instead, claiming that Emma has already had her getaway in Japan with me. Nancy told Emma they'll do her room next summer. I called and told Nancy she wasn't being fair in how she treated Emma. Nancy told me that Kay wasn't lucky enough to have some rich aunt taking care of her needs, so she was trying to even things out for Kay. I thought that reasoning was BS, but Nancy said that I was spoiling Emma. Am I the jerk? It's not spoiling if it's a reward. You've kept your gifts very modest over the years. However, now your niece has had a very big accomplishment that you want to celebrate with her. It's not fair that her niece should miss out on these experiences just because her stepsister is going to miss out on them too. That's not our original poster's obligation or problem. You've done nothing wrong. It's a shame that you're made to feel like you did. My father-in-law insists upon the his house, his rules policy, and I had to tell him to shove it. My wife and I are currently living with her father temporarily. He's a very fastidious person, which I respect. He likes to devote every Saturday to cleaning. I picked up my oldest child from my ex Friday night. He's nine. My father-in-law wanted him to participate in the cleaning of the whole house today. I said he didn't need to because he hadn't participated in creating any mess. My father-in-law insisted that everyone in the house needs to participate, but I said no, that he needs to unpack and settle in. My father-in-law was very insistent. He said that under his roof, he would insist upon his way of doing things. My wife said we need to respect her father and abide by his rules when we're in his house. I said no. I said he can kick me out if he wants, but I make the decisions for my son, and the answer is no. My father-in-law has been furious all day and demanded an apology. I apologized, but I still didn't make my son participate in the cleaning. My wife is upset with me for upsetting her father. I just feel that I make the decisions for my children, regardless of whose home I'm in. Does that belief make me a jerk? I think your reasoning in this situation was completely fair. Honestly, I would have just been happy with he wasn't here to create any mess, so he shouldn't be held responsible for cleaning up. That alone makes sense to me. Now, I totally understand the my house, my rules policy for certain things. But yeah, I really don't feel that this one's fair to the kid. Surely father-in-law can see that and compromise this one time. My wife is furious that I went to work instead of coming to our daughter's birthday party. I, 42-year-old male, am a registered nurse. My wife, 41-year-old female, and I have a daughter who turned 8 today, and we decided to throw a party for her. Despite me working full-time at a hospital and part-time at an aesthetics clinic, our finances are such that we're always late on the mortgage because of our other expenses, mainly because my wife has a career as an equestrian, and her expenses for that career set us back about $38,000 a year. Add that to our house in a gated community close to the stables where they keep my wife's horse and our student loans, shopping, golf, etc. We're always behind on our mortgage. So I was shocked to find out that the day after we were denied for a very small loan as well as a credit card that caters to people with bad credit that my wife paid an extra $550 for a better party photographer. We couldn't get the deposit back for the other one. In the days leading up to the party, I was losing sleep over our finances. Pulling doubles has
has become my norm, but I'm usually off Saturdays. However, I have a reputation as being the one who will pick up any shift on short notice, so much so that my coworkers resent me because management asks why they can't be like me. So a coworker got sick last minute and I was told Friday night that they needed somebody for all of Saturday, offering a 12-hour shift. I knew that my daughter's party was today, but I knew that I would have spent the whole party sweating about the fact that we can't pay our mortgage. So I decided to pick up that shift. When my wife found out I was going to work at 7am and not going to be home until evening, she was furious and accused me of being a bad father. She's not talked to me since. Am I the jerk for trying to pay bills? My main issue with this one is how your wife spent a bunch of extra money when you guys are already struggling to pay your bills. Maybe she just doesn't understand the severity of your guys' financial situation, but she's gotta wrap her head around it. You can't be affording to waste money on a better photographer. I mean, you guys had already paid a deposit to one. That's literally money just thrown away, on top of the fact that you're now paying more for this new photographer. It's just not in the budget. Sometimes you need to accept these things. You're not doing your family any favors by digging them a deeper hole in terms of debt. I get that you want to throw a nice party for your daughter and have some nice pictures, but surely you'd rather have a roof over your heads. Sometimes you just need to be able to make that trade-off. Things just aren't worth it at the cost of other, more important things. You are not by any means a bad father. I'm sure that is where you want to be. But unfortunately, because of the situation you guys are in, you feel you need to be at work. That's your fatherhood responsibility signal going off, not you being a bad father. I think you guys really need to sit down and figure out a budget together, and both parties need to stick to it, or it doesn't matter. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.